Hey, welcome back to Catalyst. This is Thad, and I'm so glad that you could join us today because we're going to be going over our Sunday night message from April 10th, all about our third week of spiritual disciplines, uh, which Billy spoke to all of us on service. He also went more in depth on how we should imitate Christ in every aspect of our lives and especially serving others. So, Billy can go ahead and you can take it away. Awesome. Well, Sunday night we talked about Philippians 2, 1 through 11. This was the third week in our series on spiritual disciplines. Uh, The first week, Thad and Mike had talked about prayer. And then the second week, Kate and Mike had talked about repentance. And this week we talked about service. And that's a really broad topic, looking at what it means to serve and, and why we serve. And what I wanted to do on this Sunday night was to really unpack the gospel. We're one week until Easter, and with that approaching, just really wanted to look at the person of Jesus. And I didn't want this message to just be about, hey, work harder, to be better, to do more. Um, instead, really wanted to look at the life and work of Jesus and how that impacts our life. And we just really unpacked the basics of the gospel. Kind of started off talking about this question that we often ask, what do I want to do when I grow up? And it's not necessarily a bad question, I think it's good for us to dream and consider what job and career that God has for us in this world. But one of the things we said was that in our pursuit of where we are going, we can lose sight of who we're becoming along the way. And so our focus is really in this life is who am I becoming? Uh, Not so much what do I do, but who am I becoming? And so it might seem like a small thing, but I think it's really important. Um, Our society, we tend to focus so much on outward production that we um, can miss the inward transformation that God is at work in our lives and on our faith journey. And so we looked at this passage in Philippians 2, 1 through 11. Our main idea was that Jesus actually changes our lives. So this day on the church calendar was Palm Sunday, one week until Easter. And on this week, people are praising Jesus. They're um, he's coming into town, they're waving palm branches, singing Hosanna, and then by Friday, they put him to death. And this is a powerful week, and so much happens in this week. It's known as Holy Week or Passion Week, and um, the, the events of this week are really powerful, how the people's expectations for Jesus were different than the Father's will for Jesus, that he didn't come to lead a military rebellion against Rome as an earthly king. He came to humbly serve. We talked about in Luke 10, Luke 19, 10, Jesus says about himself, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. This was his purpose. This is why he came to earth. In Mark 10, 45, once again, Jesus says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so as we live our lives, um, the word Christian literally means little Christ. We're called to be disciples of Jesus and to make disciples. And Um, So we want to unpack what does it mean to live in the way of Jesus, with the heart of Jesus? What does it mean to live this out as Christians as we reflect on Jesus and who he is and what he has done and how we live in response to the gospel? So we walked through Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. We first talked about how Jesus brings true unity. I want to read some of this um, from verses 1 and 2. It says this, So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love and being in full accord and of one mind. That Paul begins by calling for unity. Philippi was a very diverse city. People had a variety of backgrounds and different walks of life. And unity can be hard to maintain when there's lots of differences between people. But what Paul is encouraging the church at Philippi and also for us today is that 
we find our true unity in Jesus. Even as we reflected on Sunday night, how in the room, uh, there's all sorts of people from all sorts of different schools, leaders that do all sorts of different jobs and students who go to schools all across our city. But what unites us, what brings us together in community is Jesus and our relationship with him. And we're called to be united as Christians. So often we focus on what divides us and things that can separate us, but we're called to be united together. And Jesus brings that true unity. In verses three and four, as we kind of move to the next section, we see that Jesus is the foundation of our relationships. Uh, Paul writes in Philippians 2, three through four, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. I mentioned that my mom has a saying that really stuck with me, that keep your arrows out, keep your arrows pointed out. She would say that to me all the time growing up, but everything in us in this world is designed for us to keep our arrows or our focus pointed on ourselves, our own best interest, our own success and achievement. We can just live this whole life fixated on ourselves. And yet Paul instructs us as brothers and sisters in Christ to live our lives, not for ourselves alone, but for others. And to keep our arrows out, looking to help, looking to serve, looking to have compassion and care for people. And it's really just a heart posture that we have every single day. It's a decision that we make to keep our arrows pointed out. But Paul's not just saying for the church at Philippi and for us just to try harder. He says in verse 5, he says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. That was the ESV. I love the way the NIV puts it. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. He's pointing to Jesus as the ultimate and perfect model of sacrificial love and action. And then that moves into the final section, verses 6 through 11. This is known as the Christ hymn. It's a really short, compact six verses, but in this, it talks about Christ's humiliation and then his exaltation. And it's really the simple yet life-changing gospel. And as we said, that Jesus actually changes our lives and reflecting on what Jesus has done, which is really what this week is all about leading up to Easter, the sacrifice he made on the cross on Friday and then the resurrection on Sunday. And this is what the verse says. I'll read five through 11. Paul writes, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." I'd encourage you, if you're just listening to this podcast, even if you were here Sunday night and you heard the message, I'd encourage you to really reflect on these verses uh, throughout the week. And as you go, coming back to them over and over, it's a really powerful passage, Philippians 2, 5 through, 11, 5 through 11. And in this passage, we learn a lot about Jesus. Our third point was that Jesus brings true hope, that Jesus brings true hope. The first part was on the person of Jesus, that Jesus was in the form of God, it says in the text. And this means that Jesus is fully God. He's equal with God. He's eternal, always existing. He has the very same nature as God. And that's a really big deal because um, religions will do all sorts of different things with Jesus. They'll say maybe he was just a man or he was just a good teacher or a variety of different things. But we believe that Jesus is fully God. And what does he do? 
in verse 6, it says he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or a thing to be used for his own advantage or his own gain. But instead, he emptied himself. He didn't empty himself of his divinity. He never stopped being God. But what it means is that he poured himself out as a servant. This is what he did. He's fully God, yet he's fully man. He comes into humanity, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And he pours himself out as a servant. This is what he did in his life. And this is a really big deal. This really gets at the heart of who Jesus is. And so we see that Jesus came to earth. He lived a sinless life. And so the verse continues on, or the passage continues on in verse 8. Being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The depth of Jesus' love for us, that he was willing to die on a cross, the death that we deserve, that he died in our place. He took on our sin and crucifixion. This is what Good Friday is all about. The death of Jesus on a cross is excruciating. It was reserved for the worst of the worst people. He was whipped and spit on and mocked and cursed at and more. Jesus hung on the cross completely sinless. Why did he do that? He did that because of his deep love for us. He paid the price for our sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says it this way, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I challenge the students just to really think, like, do we fully realize this? I shared a little bit about me growing up, just kind of going through the motions and come to church on Easter and check a box and wear nice clothes and have a good lunch and just go on with my life. But do I really understand the weight of this, the creator of the world, eternal, perfect, sinless Messiah coming into our world, into our sin and brokenness. He comes as a servant. He takes on our sin. He dies on a cross. He died for our sin, our brokenness, our lust, our anger, all of it past present and future. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The purpose of Jesus brings true hope because he died for us on a cross and paid the price for our sin. But if that was the end of the story, that Jesus just died on a cross and then nothing else, it wouldn't be good news. It wouldn't be Good Friday, but Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose again. And that's what we celebrate at Easter. That's why we come and have this celebration and it's bright and it's a wonderful time. It's the most important day in the church calendar, that we celebrate the resurrection. And so in verses 9 through 11, we see this, the promise of Jesus, that God raised Jesus to life. He gave him the name above all names, that Jesus has power and authority and dominion over all, that Jesus defeats death. He's the conqueror, the overcomer, sovereign over all creation. He's our true hope for eternity. And one day, Jesus is coming back. He's going to finally and fully defeat evil and establish his kingdom forever. Until he returns, we're commanded to share the good news of the gospel, to be bold in our faith. And so I invited the students to never place their faith in Jesus, to trust in him for the forgiveness of our sins, that we can have confidence that we'll spend eternity with God. And even if they have made that commitment, they have placed their faith in Jesus, to really think about and reflect on the gospel. Because we said we don't ever graduate from the gospel. We, in a few months, we have graduation coming up for our our senior students graduating from high school, going on to the next phase of their journey. But the gospel is not like that. We don't just get to a certain point and graduate past it or forget it or move past it. But the gospel is what spurs us on and sustains us each and every day of our life. It doesn't just save us, but it also transforms us and sustains us through our lives. And so all of that 
the, the purpose of all of that was just to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. If we think that as Christians, we're just going to walk through this life just trying really, really hard or trying to earn God's love or affection, that's not the gospel at all. The gospel is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, what he has done for us, living in response to the gospel. So I just invited the students to this new way of life. Um, and really, I'm speaking to myself as well. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, Jesus puts it this way. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is life. <laughs> my burden is light. And so that was kind of the, the main heart behind the message. And what we said, if we truly grasp that, when we truly understand the gospel, our lives will be changed. And so we spent some time in small groups really thinking about, well, what does this look like practically in service? We thought about what are some ways that in response to the gospel, we can serve in this church? Maybe there could be a variety of ways. Students talked about worship and not just on stage, but and the congregation singing and pouring their hearts out to Jesus. We talked about maybe serving in kids with younger kids in the church and using their gifts that way, maybe in the tech booth. And there's greeting at the door. There's so many ways that we can practically serve in our church. But we also kind of challenge them to think about in your neighborhoods, um, to think about your neighbors, to think about people in your schools, and think about ways that we can live our lives with our arrows pointed out. It's a really a lifestyle. So it's not service is not just a one-time thing that we check a box. It's a, it's a lifestyle of living our lives onto the Lord and to do everything for his glory and seeking really practical ways to, in light of the good news of the gospel, what can we do this week to intentionally serve others like Christ? And so that's what I encourage you listening to this and to really reflect on Philippians 2 1 through 11, this beautiful passage, especially as we lead up to Easter, to maybe take some extra time this week to really reflect on the gospel and to really reflect on what Jesus has done and to then consider what God might be inviting you into practically in your area and your sphere of influence in your life. And yeah, that was kind of our message from Sunday. Yeah, Billy, that's really good. I um, appreciate you coming on and going over a recap of what you talked about on Sunday night. Uh, it was really, really good. I think the students really appreciated the gospel message. And so I hope that you guys are who are listening uh, really enjoyed it. If you were there, if you were not there, I just really hope that the gospel message is something that you can reflect on throughout this whole uh, Holy Week, Passion Week, leading up to Easter. Um, and uh, I also just hope that you guys can join us on Friday for the Good Friday service at 7 p.m. here at West and Midtown. And then I hope you can join us for our Easter services this year. We have three of them, which are at 7.30 a.m., 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. Please come join us, uh, the congregation, as we celebrate the resurrection of Christ, um, the good news that that is shows that we have eternal life with Jesus when we um, surrender our lives to him um, and that we will be one day resurrected with him in eternity. So yeah, next week for our Tuesday episode, we're going to have an episode, a reflection episode of what Easter means to us as a team. So we're super excited to share that, those thoughts with you guys and those feelings of just the adoration that we have for Christ and what he did for us on the cross. 
and through conquering death and sin um, for us and showing that we will one day be resurrected with him um, in heaven. Uh, yeah, thank you uh, for joining today and listening in. And uh, we will see you next week. Well, hey, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and were able to take something away from it to apply to your daily walk with Jesus. Our hope and vision for this podcast is that it would be used as a tool and resource for further discipleship in your home. Catalyst was created to appeal to both students and their parents. So we will be releasing a couple of episodes per week filled with talks like today deep dives into other scripture, and equipping lessons to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you liked our content today, be sure to follow us on Spotify. That way you are able to stay up to date with each episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, we want you to know Jesus, grow in Him, and go out to share the good news. My name is Thad Risto, and I will see you in the next one.